0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. This is your solo host this week, David, and we are a mere several hours away from the final Skywalker Saga trailer uh, that's going to debut tonight. Uh, you can watch it live on TV on ESPN Monday Night Football, and it's going to simultaneously drop on the Internet for everyone to watch if you don't have ESPN. Um, we're excited. We're um, excited. Needless to say, over here, uh, Saturday morning, when that little kind of spot dropped, the TV commercial dropped, I was watching Ray, Chewie, Finn, and Poe in the cockpit of the Falcon. Got me so hyped up, and of course the internet went all crazy, and it, it's upon us. It's the last trailer, the final trailer. It's being billed as the final trailer, too, which... Kind of surprised me that they said that because I think we're probably going to get some international trailers that we're going to be able to view. But I guess it's the final American trailer, the final English trailer. So should be super exciting. I believe we're all going to have our reactions and we'll post them online for everyone to see. It's going to be me, Colin, Joseph, James, Matt, and it's... It should be. I think it's it's gonna be a mind blowing trailer. I think it has to be at this point. We're gonna get all new images, all new movie images, and just to see. I guess the the big four in in the Millennium Falcon cockpit. Uh, that's, I mean, that's. I think what we that's what we've wanted this whole time, to see them go on an adventure, go on a quest. JJ talked about it at Star Wars Celebration. We should see, I think, what we've all wanted. Even if we haven't said it out loud, internally, that's what we've all been waiting for. So that should be super exciting, and we're probably going to do a trailer breakdown as well uh, in a mere matter of hours, and hopefully all of our scheduling works out, and um, Joseph, James, and I will be together and just kind of really break it down, and I'm Pretty sure there's going to be some very very interesting things that we see. I don't think we know for sure about the runtime. I believe it was said two hours fifteen se- or two minutes fifteen seconds, but I'm not sure if that is correct. But we're going to get some really cool stuff. So of course, stay tuned. And there was quite a bit of uh, information that's dropped uh, since then. Um, Once the news of the trailer being released happened, uh, we got a um, notification that I was kind of wondering about, Um, I didn't hear anything that was dead set on this happening, but yes, AMC Movie Theaters is doing a 27 hour long Star Wars Marathon. And this is what they had to say on the website. On Wednesday, December 18th, ahead of its official opening on December 20th, fans can be among the first to see Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker by attending the Star Wars Marathon. Experience all nine Star Wars saga films in one epic day. Fans will receive a commemorative pin and blanket. And a concession offer. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will start at 5 p.m. local time. One hour earlier than the regular public showtimes. So, I did the Force Awakens marathon at, uh, not at AMC, at a different theater chain. And I think we got a badge. And I'm not quite sure if we got anything else. Um, It's been about four years. So, the thing I do have still is the badge. And I'm not sure about the concession offer. But they did have a pop-up shop. For merchandise, and I know I bought a hat, I bought a ticket, um, I bought the hoodie. So I don't know if if that's something you want to do, and you do get to see the film one hour before the general public, starting at five p.m. So assuming that's all accurate, I guess episode one, if they show it in episodic order, would maybe have to start at midnight. On the 17th. And then just have it roll into the 18th. With episode 9 starting right at 5pm. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's that's a lot of time being spent at the right I know when I went to go see The Force Awakens. My buddy actually rented a hotel room. So that if we needed to, we could go sleep. And that's what we did, I think, for episodes 2... All the way up in episode four, because of course we were working. It was, of course, during a weekday, so that was kind of an experience. And people were walking in and out of the theater. And if you've been listening to the podcast, I know you've heard me talk about this experience before, but it was kind of crazy because the the projector actually shut down and had to be rebooted right before episode seven actually happened. So. That was was a very trying time for a lot of Star Wars fans. It was almost as if once they did get the projector rebooted, we started to see images. It was almost like it was rewinding the film, and we would see images of Episode Seven that we'd never seen before. And people were trying to look down, look away, and people were moaning and disgust. And I was thinking, okay, well... I'm going to see my first Star Wars riot. (laughs) I'm going to see a bunch of Star Wars fans just riot. And just storm out of here. And then the thing I wasn't thinking of when they did finally get the projector working. Was the fact that I had an IMAX showing right afterwards. Directly right afterwards. Because the marathon of course didn't take place in IMAX. And of course I wanted to get the IMAX experience. So them delaying the showing, the first showing that we were promised to get at 6 o'clock, I believe, didn't start till maybe 6.35. And I missed the opening crawl and the very beginning on IMAX. So I never saw it on IMAX. I never got to go back. I live in a small town, so going to IMAX theaters is kind of a drive. So, but of course, I did see the movie about seven times in theaters. Taking my family, taking my buddies, um, taking my daughter um, by ourselves. We had a little experience together. My wife and my other daughter didn't want to go, but it was it was pretty cool. And it looks like you should be getting the same badge, the same type of badge that they gave out. So I'm still not sure what I'm going to do as far as watching the film locally, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out of town to watch the film for the first time. But I'm not sure if I'll be able to get my hands on one of those badges. I really want to collect it after doing The Force Awakens uh, marathon screening. But hopefully, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll be able to manage something. Um, Daisy Ridley was interviewed. And she addressed the whole uh, Raylo situation. Which I don't think we've really spoken about a lot on our podcast, but she did address it. And if you don't know what we're talking about here, the whole Raylo thing is the whole shipping thing between Kylo Ren and Rey, Um wanting to see them get together romantically in a, in one of these episodes, and it hasn't happened yet. And funny enough, before I saw the Last Jedi someone typed something and I thought it was a spoiler. I thought I got spoiled and they addressed the Raylo relationship and it alluded to them getting together romantically and going into the last Jedi. I thought, okay, well, yeah, okay. I I know what's going to happen. They're going to get together and we're going to move on from there. And it never happened, which I'm kind of indifferent with that whole Raylo shipping situation. Um, But like I said, Daisy Ridley herself did address it. Uh, She told Entertainment Weekly that J.J. does deal with it. It's a very complex issue. People talk about toxic relationships and whatever it is. It's no joke, and I think it's dealt with really well because it's not skimmed over. So that's really interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of situations in The Rise of Skywalker that are kind of complex and maybe different. And what kind of what we would traditionally see in a movie like this? Um, she also said it does not bother me. People writing theories, it's really fun hearing them. Plus, because I know what's uh, sort of going, what's sort of going to happen. I think it'll be really interesting to see people's reaction to the final film. Obviously, there's this whole Raylo thing, and some people are very passionate about it. Some aren't. So there you go. For what it's worth. She's kind of spoken about it. When we were at Star Wars Celebration at the Episode Nine panel, that topic did come up, and she played coy about it. And, of course, I mean, they're really not going to let anything go that's really heavy into plot. And, of course, when the questioning got to John Boyega and Oscar Isaac, they played off the whole (laughs) Finn and Poe dynamic. Which is hilarious, that's, that's so awesome that they're aware of that, that people want Fo, uh, I said it again, foe and Pin, <laughs> fitted and Po to uh, get together, but uh, I think we're pretty safe to assume that that's not going to happen. But of course, you have people out there that either want to see it actually happen, or just the funny thing is it's it's kind of like a joke because of that one scene when I think uh, Poe is reaching out to, to Finn, grabs his shoulder. It's right, right after he lands on Dakar, the rebel base, or the resistance base, and BB-8 rushes past Finn and Poe gives him that droid rub and then he sees Finn for the first time and he says, You have my jacket. <laughs> and then there's a there's a shot of Poe biting his lip. And people have like paused it right there, screenshotted it. I don't know, it's kind of funny. But the other big news is the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian actually screened for for press about 27 to 30 minutes worth. And the reactions are just fantastic. There are many. There's a lot of press actually there, and Ash Crossan moderated a little uh, interview and Q and A, and I posted it on the Star Wars Stuff Facebook group. So if you're not if you've not joined it, you can watch it there. Uh, it's also on YouTube. Um, I was hoping that there was going to be something yesterday because that's when I found out the news on Twitter that 27 minutes had been screened for press, and a lot of a lot of journalists tweeted their reactions. Uh, I'll read some of them to you. Uh, this is from Ash Crossan. She's on Entertainment Tonight. She's a very big Star Wars fan. Um, she tweeted out, Just watched 27 minutes of Mandalorian footage and legit cried. Can't say much, but this is real, and it's happening, and it feels so freaking Star Wars. So... You have that reaction. Of course, he's a really big Star Wars fan. Uh, Someone named James Burns also chimed in. The Mandalorian footage was amazing. This is the future of Star Wars. Definitely darker and more adult-oriented than anything Disney has done so far. So, going back to what we've heard recently. Is this show meant for 12-year-olds? Is it meant for kids? I'm not quite sure. I think kids can watch it. But, I mean... I think it's more geared to the adult fan. Not seeing any footage, not knowing anything other than what is out there. And watching the trailer, of course. I mean, it's it seems very dark. Uh, Dorian Parks tweeted, Just screened 27 minutes of footage from The Mandalorian. Everything I saw looked incredible. Feels completely different than anything we've seen in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Peter Serretta from Fla- uh, Slash Film <clears throat> said, Just saw almost... 30 minutes of The Mandalorian's pilot episode. It feels like a thrilling return to the original trilogy era of Star Wars. It feels like a big-scale movie, not a TV series. They're still keeping a lot of the mystery with deliberate cuts in the footage. Ben Meckler tweeted, Just saw 30 minutes of The Mandalorian. Uh, wow. Feels more Western than sci-fi. From the shootouts to the standoffs, uh, to the Vidalia onion stew... A new droid character named Gramps is always dotting over. We are entering a new phase of Star Wars, and the future is looking bright. These are all tweets and info I wanted to hear from people um, getting the privilege to watch this footage. Uh, Rosie, Knight of the Comet, stated, Reliving my childhood Saturday mornings watching Star Wars. The 30-so 30 30 minutes of Mandalorian footage we saw was incredibly cool. The samurai-infused space western you've always wanted with an ice-cold lead. A bunch of rad creatures and a killer score. At Ludwig van Gorensen. That score is is something I'm really looking forward to. Of course, Ludwig, uh, Gorensen, he uh, he scored Black Panther, what won, uh, won an Academy Award. He's a very, very young guy. I think he's in his 20s. His late 20s. Uh, Laura uh, Proudham, Tweeted, reporters were shown about 27 minutes of footage from The Mandalorian today, uh, judiciously edited to avoid plot details, and it truly does feel like classic Star Wars. The love and respect John Favreau and Dave Filoni have for this galaxy fills every frame, give me the chills. It's truly staggering how much character and depth Pedro Pascal imbues The Mandalorian with just in those few scenes. Even when robbed of an actor's primary means of conveying emotion. There's a whole life there you can't wait to dig into. This is exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, Michelle Bachman, Lucasfilm employee, saw 30 minutes of The Mandalorian footage, old studio westerns of the 40s and 50s, with a dash of Samurai movie vibes mixed in Star wars E blender. I think Star Wars fans will be very pleased. The other Gordon's score is marvelous. I mean, I... I can't, I'm not sure if I can get more hyped about this. This is, of course, going to debut the same day that Disney Plus comes out, November 12th. And, unfortunately, it's not going to come out worldwide. Uh, but, <clears throat> there's there's been a lot of talk about The Mandalorian being the most pirated show ever. And, I mean, I think Disney has the means to get around that. I mean, they should be able to offer this in some form or fashion, to people that are in territories that cannot watch this. That's that's a little disappointing, because, I mean, it's it's in big, big I mean, uh, countries like Norway and just places in Europe that I, I, I know that are not going to be able to see it. I think the UK actually has to wait a couple weeks or so. But it's like, really? I mean, once this thing hits, everyone's going to want to see it. And... Unfortunately, everyone in the world cannot, which, which is kind of sad. Everyone that contributes to the Star Wars community, everyone that buys the merchandise, everyone that buys the films on home video, everyone that listens to the podcast, it's just kind of unfortunate. Um, we do plan on breaking down every episode, and they did release the shooting schedule, or actually the uh, episode... Uh, Release schedule. And. um, I posted about that. On the Star Wars Stuff Facebook group as well. Um, And it was a press release. That was made on the 18th. Which was about three days ago. Uh, Episode 1 of course. Is coming out on November 12th. Which is a Tuesday. The next episode is only a three day wait. And that will debut. On it's normal scheduled day. On Friday November 15th. And then. The next Friday, the 22nd, Episode 3. The next Friday after that, November uh, 29th, Episode 4. And then December 6th, Friday. December 13th, Friday. And then it'll change up and it'll, the next episode will be Episode 7, which will air December 18th, which is a Wednesday. And of course, we're all going to go see Episode 9. So they want to get out Episode 7 on the 18th, so we can see that, have that to do right before episode nine, not have to worry about missing and maybe even being spoiled about something because it's the penultimate episode. It's second to last. And then, of course, episode nine comes out December 19th on a Thursday. Then on episode eight, December 27th, Friday, will be the very last episode, and that will be actually a nine-day wait from episode 7 to episode 8. So there will be 8 episodes of The Mandalorian. And it's it's going to be fantastic according to all the reports. And of course we'll be there to break down every Easter egg. It's going to be chock full of Easter eggs. That's something I love. A lot of callbacks. And apparently in that Ash Crossed interview. There's going to be a lot of Easter eggs and callbacks to... The holiday special, which I actually just watched the whole animated section of the holiday special um, a couple weeks ago, actually, and it does kind of hold up. I I was it was interesting. I it had, it involved three PO. It involved Luke flying in a a Y wing, which was kind of strange, um, and of course it was the first appearance of Boba Fett. And he does use the pulse rifle uh, that the Mandalorian will be using in uh, this live-action series. Um, But they did allude to other Easter eggs um, within the Mandalorian in that 27-minute-long footage that I'm really, really interested to see what exactly it is. I think they do mention Life Day, which (laughs) will be kind of like a Kind of, a, kind of a canonizing of Life Day, I think. Because I'm not sure if it's a mention. It might be mentioned in the novels. Um, Joseph will probably know. And James. But to hear it on The Mandalorian would be pretty cool. Um, other stories it drops. Um, I think Colin and Matt touched upon it for... Um, the news that Tony Gilroy was coming back to Rogue One. But to me, when I heard the news, I thought, okay, is this real? Is the guy that kind of said that he wasn't a fan of Star Wars and he kind of said Rogue One was a total mess and had to fix it? Is he coming back to do the Cassian series? Now, credible sources did come out and say that the Cassian series was actually in trouble of being, and in danger of being cancelled, which is very, very shocking. But, I mean, it's it's wild that the guy who came in to finish up and complete out Rogue One is the same guy that comes in to help the Cassian series. I mean, of course he knows the characters, but Tony Gilroy was the guy who who basically helped create the Bourne series, Jason Bourne, Bourne Identity. And he's coming back to of course do another spy thriller. That's what the Cassian series has been tapped to be. So I mean it, it's it's kind of unreal. It's it's almost it's almost like déjà vu all over again. But I'm just thankful that the Cassian series is happening and it should be it should be terrific. I, th- I think it has a very good chance of, of being solid and taking us to a, a space where we haven't really kind of investigated. We really haven't gone before. And with Diego Luna being a huge Star Wars fan, being pumped every time he's interviewed, he's always happy about Star Wars. And of course, Alan Tudor coming back as K2SO. I mean, it's, it's going to be... I think it has a a whole lot of potential. Sky's the limit for that series. Um, I think that's pretty much it as far as really big news it dropped. Um, Like I said, we're hours away from this trailer happening and being given to the public. What we're going to see, I'm not quite sure. It seems like JJ has maybe revise some things and there was a report out from some credible sources of what we were going to see in the trailer. But what exactly we're going to see, I don't know. Um, It's been so long now that I heard the synopsis of the leak of what the trailer is going to be. But now it's like, well, what are we actually going to see? Um... The beginning, I still remember, but the body of the trailer is kind of kind of something that might change drastically, um, but I think it's going to be action-packed. There was reports that it was going to be really action-packed, so I can't wait to see exactly what they show, what they give us. So, of course, we're going to have a breakdown. We're probably going to do a whole podcast discussing the trailer, what we think might happen, what we think could happen. Um, but yeah, it's weird. We're really close. I mean, it's just a month away from The Mandalorian, two months away from The Rise of Skywalker. It's, it's really getting to a point where we're going to jump into this next phase of Star Wars. Kevin Feige's on board. Benioff and Weiss' stuff is going to get more fleshed out in the public. We're going to get more details soon. Mandalorian Season 2, the Cassian series, the Obi-Wan series. The other thing, too, about the Mandalorian series, um, Carl Weathers is actually going to direct uh, a little bit in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. So that should be really, really interesting. It's interesting that they have a bunch of directors, but of course, it's going to be Favreau's guiding hand the whole way through. Um, So I just... It's a great time right now to be a Star Wars fan. And of course, we're going to be here to bring it all to you. And we're going to do a special podcast tonight, uh, Monday night, after the trailer. It'll definitely be me and Joseph. And if not, uh, James should be there as well, depending on all of our schedules. So... Thank you again for listening. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can find us, of course, on every uh, popular app. We're just on the app you're listening to, but we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or even if you're not, go there, give us a five-star review. Give us a review. That helps out the podcast a lot. And, um... Thank you for listening, and I uh, hope you're listening later on tonight. May the Force be with you. Always. It's a